Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out the Swiss and global fintech scene, connecting fintech enthusiasts with startups, incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate the fintech ecosystem. Here you can listen to the startup founder stories, what investors and incumbents are looking for when dealing with startups, and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. So hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we are on a trip to San Francisco in California again. Uh, because we're talking to Kevin, and Kevin is the business development lead for financial services and, and vi- at NVIDIA. And NVIDIA recently launched a bunch of new products. We're going to talk about that. How does that help the AI applications, especially in fintech or fin- uh, financial services world, and uh, all the other services that you maybe didn't even know about and I didn't know about. So I'm very curious to learn more about NVIDIA. So. First of all, Kevin, how are you today? Doing very well, Rudy. Thanks for having me. Great. Well, thank you for making the time. I know, obviously, times are difficult for everyone. And these days also in California, on top of that, with the fires and all, right? So can you first explain the NVIDIA's approach to startups overall? I mean, let's start from partnering to investing. You know, where do you focus? How do you see the startups? Are they your customers or are they your partners or both? How do you see the things at your company? Yeah, uh, thanks for the question. Uh, really an important part of every ecosystem is certainly the startups that are driving the innovation and uncovering a lot of the opportunities that incumbents have yet to discover. And you know, we very much value that element of the ecosystem. And really, NVIDIA takes a multi-pronged approach in terms of our strategy when it comes to startup uh, startups. We have NVIDIA's inception uh, GPU Ventures, which is an actual corporate venture capital uh, arm, mm-hmm. which looks for investment opportunities. Uh, and we make those in companies that are aligned strategically that are utilizing our GPU platforms to pursue the latest breakthroughs in data analytics, self-driving cars, healthcare, smart cities, et cetera. And we partner with these portfolio companies, everything from obviously the the capital aside to tools, resources, expertise uh, to help accelerate their standing in the ecosystem, whether that's at a seed stage or at a growth stage. So the the GPU venture capital arm is certainly a big component of that. Uh, The other big component that I want to share with your audience is our NVIDIA Inception program, uh, which is a free accelerator slash incubator, if you will, for the, the startup community globally. So Inception is a program that we run around the world. It has over 6,500 startups that are enrolled today across every domain, every industry that you can imagine. And you know we have two levels within that program. There's the community level where everybody starts. And then for those that 
are beginning to get traction and have some scale. We have a premier level as well that we invite partners into. Uh, both of these program levels uh, come with uh, you know, access to community and networking events, uh, as well as uh, deep learning institute classes. We can certainly layer on at the premier level uh, access to GPU credits uh, in the cloud through partnerships that we have with the major CSPs, et cetera. Uh, but it's all designed to uh, source uh, great startups across every industry and help accelerate their success uh, from an AI standpoint. Uh, and I'll note that they don't have to be pure AI startups. It can be a company that certainly believes that AI has an important role in their ability to deliver products and services to their end customers, regardless of industry. Right. So which leads me to you in particular and your role, right? I mean, you're a global industry business development lead for financial services and at NVIDIA. So what does that mean in real life? Yeah, it, it's one thing to see it on a LinkedIn uh, description. It's another thing that, right. to talk about it in real life. Uh, so it's great, great point. Uh, the way I describe it to, to friends is really about making and establishing NVIDIA as a part of the fabric of the financial services and fintech ecosystem. I want us to be endemic to uh, the solving the most challenging and complex problems that financial services and fintech companies are facing today. And a large method or opportunity for solving those problems is through AI, whether it's deep learning techniques, machine learning, et cetera. And we need to be known as an enabler, as an educator, uh, and as a platform that's capable of accelerating these companies in their pursuit of solving those complex problems. And so again, I really want NVIDIA to be viewed as an educator and an enabler for the financial services and FinTech ecosystem uh, when it comes to AI. Right. And within financial services, you know, which is a very broad sector or industry, where do you focus? And for me, that maybe is a bit of a hint. Where do you see the most traction in terms of adoption of AI within financial services? Or that includes, you know, fintech as well. Sure. And, you know, a big part of becoming a part of the fabric is understanding the key use cases. And in order to understand the key use cases, it means talking to the industry and the key uh, movers in each of the different segments within financial services. So we're, we're fairly agnostic when it comes to, you know, which segment of the financial services industry are the fintechs trying to disrupt. It could be in lending. It could be banking as infrastructure. It could be personal finance companies, uh, payments providers, et cetera. What we're really focused on are what are the use cases and workloads that these companies are trying to leverage AI to solve these complex problems. And you know there are great use cases across all of these segments, right? In lending, it's everything from uh, at the point of underwriting a consumer uh, and using alternative data to, to fuel that underwriting decision to uh, recommendation systems and helping with next best, next best action and making the right next uh, decision uh, when it comes to paying back a loan, servicing a loan, et cetera, uh, for 
know, payments providers, it's very much around fraud detection. Uh, we just made a great announcement with American Express talking about their use of GPUs uh, for fraud detection, which is a huge opportunity when it comes to payments fraud, but is also important when it comes to anti-money laundering, uh, know your customer use cases, all about identity verification. And these are challenges that financial services companies and fintechs face globally. They're not endemic to just one geography or or one sector. And where we're really focusing is, you know, demonstrating, you know, customer stories and, and successes uh, where AI is enabling these companies to make a, a huge impact in solving these business problems. Mm-hmm. And we're really seeing that across the board in fintech that, you know, every company has an opportunity to leverage AI to improve the operational experience, improve the customer experience and uh, grow revenues. Right. That's great. Um, Now, maybe a bit more of a challenge uh, this year. Obviously, the key part of your job is the outreach, right? And finding the new partners as well, whether that's fintechs or financial services firms. So how do you do it in this environment? Because uh, there's been lots of uh, uh, press, for example, about some bankers uh, not regretting that they don't have to travel. Even some startups who are preparing the IPOs realize that you don't need to go on IPO roadshow in person. On the other hand, there are some independent advisors who say, well, I cannot generate new business without people meeting me in person. So how, how did you manage uh, so far this year and how do you think this is going to develop? Uh, and, in any, and in any case, how do you do your research? I mean, do you have lots of inbounds or do you need to also proactively reach for partners where you want to uh, provide your solutions or how does that work? Sure. I mean, this is obviously uh, a challenging environment for everyone, uh, both both personally and and professionally. Um, you know, we're we're fortunate that you know we sit in the middle of a digital ecosystem that, in many ways, is being accelerated by the environment. If you look right. at all the trends related to digital banking adoption, etc. Uh, from a, a sourcing perspective for partnerships, we're still using a lot of the same kind of tactics, if you will. We're we're still speaking at conferences. You know, it's just all digital. Uh, we're still attending conferences and using the networking platforms, et cetera. We're still relying upon uh, the news sources that we we typically leverage. Our partnerships with uh, different accelerators and incubators. Uh, and just the the personal relationships that we have across the ecosystem and the industry uh, certainly all play a role. Uh, I would say there are inbounds that we get through our NVIDIA inception program that are very much uh, specific to to fintech. Uh, You know, we're certainly scouring the news for announcements of uh, new fundraises. You know, internally, I've I've created a, a fintech newsletter every week that goes out. There's more than enough news within the ecosystem to keep everybody abreast of the latest fundraises, new product developments, new partnerships, acquisitions, etc. Uh, you know, it's certainly building the relationship is different, right? You're you're no longer uh, able to walk the halls of, of a large or a small company and, and network in that fashion and, and, and meet face to face. But that doesn't mean that you still 
you just have to take a different approach in terms of building relationships. You know, start by following folks on LinkedIn before you necessarily uh, reach out to them directly through a, a DM. Uh, but there, are, you know, all of these tactics we're actually talking about not just as a, as an industry team, but we're talking about as a, a field organization that's building the relationships and and how are we not just working from home, but how are we scaling and or selling from home? Uh, because that's a, a lot of where we find ourselves these days. Good to hear. Good to hear. I mean, so obviously that you end up with lots of ideas. So how do you select the right partners or clients for you? Uh, what are the correct criteria for you? I mean, you you need to prioritize, right? So do you have a minimum size or do you think about the golden platinum clients or mm-hmm. or partners or in terms of stage of development, if it's a fintech? Uh, how does that work for in Nvidia's mind? Right, we we certainly have um, you know our criteria by which we evaluate opportunities. Uh, that said, you know everyone is welcome to apply to the inception program. Uh, there is no hard and fast minimum threshold in terms of size or fundraising, etc. Because again, it's all about enabling the ecosystem. Uh, that said, you know we certainly uh, want companies that uh, are interested, if not already, leveraging accelerated computing and GPUs. Uh, that's obviously our, our sweet spot. They have to have an appetite uh, and uh, the staff to leverage the, the accelerated computing infrastructure, certainly data scientists and developers, uh, but it doesn't have to be dozens. Uh, you know, one of the great things about NVIDIA is that we're set up to enable anyone from the beginner to the expert. We have, you know, deep learning institute classes that folks can stream uh, through the inception program. Uh, we'll talk more about GTC, uh, but we just held our GPU technology conference last week. There were over a thousand sessions and talks available through that experience that are still there if you want to register. Uh, We put out webinars, uh, and then we have uh, the NVIDIA GPU cloud, or NGC, which is not a cloud in the context of AWS and GCP and Azure. It It is simply a repository for containers with open source software that any data scientist can utilize to accelerate uh, them getting to their desired destination when it comes to AI. Uh, so there are hundreds of applications available there. So we are very much, uh, again, enabling the ecosystem because we recognize that you know this is a new area of investment and opportunity. When we're talking about you know AI, we're talking about years, not decades. And you know the company that can embed and enable and see the ecosystem moving forward is going to be in a significant position of strength. And that's certainly how we're looking at the market opportunity and where we're investing. All right, of course. So you mentioned the GTC conference uh, where your CEO presented from home as well, uh, many new products by NVIDIA. So what are those products about? Frankly, also, I, I'm curious why, right? Uh, if you talk to some layman and they think about NVIDIA about as a hardware GPU provider, obviously there is a lot more to it, but can you 
explain to us, you know, what's the logic behind the new product suite that you're coming up with and, and maybe some ancillary services that are related to it. Sure. Happy to. Yeah. I would say, you know, from uh, a layman's perspective, uh, you know, a big part of the vision of the company from an accelerated computing standpoint is um, enabling uh, success across two key dimensions, right? One is certainly uh, on the training front. Uh, so, you know, uh, taking all of the great data that you have and building uh, as quickly as possible accurate models and being able to train and update those models at a frequency that enables you to deliver the best product and the best customer experience. Um, in partnership with training, uh, a key uh, element is inference. So at the point of execution, and a lot of uh, this most recent GTC from a keynote perspective from our CEO was focused certainly on inference and the actual applications, because I think that's where it really begins to touch the end user is you know, what sort of experience, how is my experience changing with a bank, with an insurance company because of AI? And that is really driven by AI applications. And that is really experienced at the point of inference or the point of execution. And so we had three major announcements when it comes to, to inference. Uh, the first is our conversational AI application, which is called Jarvis, which is able to support many use cases when it comes to financial services, such as the next generation of virtual assistants and chatbots which historically may have been either rules-based, and you can see this when you do through a mobile app for your bank, you know, very rudimentary sort of interaction on a chatbot level. Well, now with conversational AI powered by Jarvis, it's, it's a true conversation. Uh, it can pick up nuances and, and context and go beyond rules or even machine learning to true deep learning uh, AI to, to power that conversational experience, either through a chatbot, again, a virtual ATM, uh, but also other use cases are powered by conversational AI, such as call center transcription and optimizing the call center experience. If you think about all of the pressures that consumers are under today because of the financial environment, the economic environment uh, caused by COVID, you know, the call centers of banks are overwhelmed. You know, they're hour plus long waits to get service uh, through the call center and conversational AI can alleviate a lot of that pressure by providing these alternative connection points. But it if can it's also- smart, If it's smart, right? Which is what you're trying to do here. Yeah, sure. So we're talking about conversational AI, our Jarvis uh, application for conversational AI. One of the big use cases that we saw in our early access program amongst financial services companies was certainly an ASR, automatic speech recognition use case for call centers, where they want to use the ASR to do call center transcription to fuel uh, downstream events and make sure that they're capturing the appropriate information from the customer to deliver the best experience possible, as well as make sure that any follow-up action items are accounted for within the business uh, processes for the bank as well as the insurance company. So lots of opportunity for financial services when it comes to conversational AI. Uh, this 
The second announcement that we made uh, related to inference uh, was all about fraud detection and um, specifically the great work that American Express is doing to detect uh, fraud for, for payments. And they're leveraging NVIDIA GPUs to run deep learning uh, for fraud detection at the point of the transaction, which means that the response has to be measured in milliseconds. And otherwise, you know, the customer experience, the merchant experience is disrupted. And so we've got a great case study with American Express uh, enabling at inference uh, GPU accelerated uh, deep learning to detect uh, fraudulent payments. Uh, and then the third uh, use case uh, that we, an application that we introduced uh, at the GTC conference related to inference is our Merlin application, which is specific to recommendation systems. And recommendation systems are really the economic engine of the internet. If you think about uh, Amazon and their recommenders for people who bought this product, also bought this, Netflix in terms of what shows and movies to watch, and certainly for financial services companies and fintechs, a lot of applications for recommendation systems. And Merlin is really uh, kind of a soup to nuts application framework that enables data scientists to jumpstart their use of recommendation systems, uh, bring their own data to the table, leverage the framework, and begin to derive uh, models that can yield great outcomes in terms of next best action for consumers when it comes to interactions with the fintechs and financial services companies. As we were talking about before, there's a lot of stress amongst consumers and really understanding what are the next best actions that they can take when it comes to uh, you know, paying back certain loans, uh, taking out new products, you know, banks making cross-sell recommendations, all of this can really fuel the opportunity of ideally, you know, kind of a truly autonomous slash self-driving financial experience for consumers. Uh, so this is, these were the three big kind of announcements from an inference standpoint that I think have really practical applications uh, for the financial services and fintech industries, given uh, the use cases that they support. Right. So you started to explain as well that you're not just a hardware company, that you develop the applications basically to facilitate the accelerated computing, right? And there's no way to do it without cloud. So how do you cooperate with the adjacent, let's say, manufacturers or providers of services like uh, cloud companies? We had recently, you know, AWS on a on podcast. So how does that work from your perspective? Yeah, we partner very closely with the CSPs. Uh, they're, as you're saying, uh, you know, a key uh, component player in the ecosystem, uh, and you know, we partner very closely with all of them. Uh, I know you had uh, Catherine from AWS on talking about fintech. You know, we've done a number of events, and we'll continue to do events with them, as well as with the the other CSPs. Um, you know, they've particularly built a great, uh, you know, relationship within the fintech ecosystem. And then certainly you see a lot of global banks moving towards, uh, you know, cloud first uh, perspectives and positions. I would say that overall, you know, what we're seeing though is really the industry is moving towards hybrid, right? There are some uh, use cases and uh, executions at the point of difference 
that make uh, complete sense for, for optimizing within the cloud. There are others where it makes sense either because of data security and uh, regulatory requirements, or frankly, you know, on the training side where it's probably cheaper for the uh, right use case to leverage an on-premise solution. Uh, so, you know, we're working closely with the CSPs as well as the major OEMs in the space uh, because, you know, it's all about enabling the customer's success. And that's where we partner with any of these uh, uh, big providers to the industry because, you know, NVIDIA is in a unique situation where, um, you know, we're very much like your home country of Switzerland, right, where we're we're agnostic to where the accelerated computing is consumed. From our perspective, it's all about enabling the best outcome, solving the most complex problem. And that's where we position ourselves as educators and enablers in partnership with all of these other players within the ecosystem to support their end customer in getting to the best outcome when it comes to their investments in AI. Right. Well, uh, thanks for explaining that. Uh, my next question is maybe a bit of a self-interest. Uh, I I'd like to pick up your brains about where do you see the AI powered companies, you know, call them startups or fintechs in financial services uh, headed in near term or long term? Where do you see the most potential? So if I were to invest uh, as an angel or a VC, uh, which use cases you you find more most promising? Sure. I think we talked about a few of them already in terms of, you know, virtual assistants and chatbots, uh, fraud detection, both for payments as well as identity verification. But certainly there are many others, uh, you know, utilizing uh, AI at the point of underwriting, whether that's an in insurance or whether that's uh, for uh, lending products, whether it's home loans, auto loans, et cetera, certainly is a, is a burgeoning opportunity. Uh, you know, there are regulatory uh, challenges uh, but that's where you know explainable AI comes in to help uh, regulators and internal stakeholders understand how the AI is actually working and in, in supplying a, a lending decision. And then there are startups in the ecosystem like Fiddler.ai who is working to bring explainability to the marketplace to support uh, like an underwriting and other uh, use cases where XAI would be of value. Uh, there's also a lot of use cases tied to credit default prediction. Uh, you know, there's so many loans out there uh, where the banks are starting to set aside cash reserves uh, for regulatory purposes and the requirements. Uh, so really being able to get a better handle at an account level, which ones are in the greatest risk of default? And then how as a bank can you interact with that consumer, that borrower to uh, mitigate any uh, potential downstream negative consequences and perhaps keep them from going from 30, 60, 90 days delinquent to a true charge off. Uh, and so there's a lot of opportunity, I think, to use AI uh, from a credit default prediction standpoint. Uh, then from an investing standpoint, we see a lot of uh, innovation, certainly in the capital markets arena, a lot of startups focused on using NLP for sentiment, uh, and, and other use cases to help feed right. algorithmic trading capabilities. So lots of use cases near term. For From a longer term perspective, I think there's a lot of excitement around the possibility of you know, truly autonomous finance, right? There are companies like Tally and uh, 
others that are really talking about how do you uh, move to a self-driving financial situation where you know you can get the perspective from the consumer in terms of what their risk tolerance is like, what their time horizon is like, what their goals are, and how do you leverage AI to take the reins and truly make financial decisions to drive better outcomes over the long term for the consumer in an autonomous or at least more semi-autonomous fashion. And you know this is a big challenge, not just from a, a data privacy and regulatory perspective, but also you know how do you build the trust with the consumer? And certainly, you have a lot of fintechs that have demonstrated themselves capable of building kind of that trust. That perhaps because of you know two thousand eight, two thousand nine, millennials are more skeptical of you know the bigger incumbent banks and are looking to the neo banks and the fintechs where they have a more trusting relationship, perhaps, to be able to drive these autonomous finance uh, solutions and outcomes. So it sounds like that you think that we are past the fear of AI or machine learning, right? I mean, when you look at the buzzword trends, etc., first there was a blockchain, there was AI last year. A lot of people were expressing certain concerns that if this leads to general intelligence will be replaced by robots or our jobs will disappear so it looks like that you are now looking at more and more use cases where this can be shown that it brings value right away right or do i read it incorrectly yeah i think at a high level you're right in terms of you know the banks are looking to ai enable not dozens, not hundreds, but really potentially thousands of different different types of applications. So the opportunity is vast. I think where there is fear, and this is actually in you know, research by Accenture and others from, from the banks and executive leaders, is they fear missing out on how to execute when it comes to AI, how to scale productivity productivity when it comes to AI. And so from our vantage point, when it comes to the financial services and fintech sector specifically, it's not just about enabling specific use cases on a one-by-one basis, but you know, you've got data scientists that are in various lines of business, whether that's home lending or deposit products or credit card, then you've got a center of excellence. And then there's operational teams that have data scientists and you know all of these different teams are using different points of infrastructure some are on premise some are in the cloud and when you're an executive you know a chief data officer chief analytics officer CIO CTO even the CEO you're trying to figure out what is my strategy to actually scale this from a productivity standpoint across the enterprise and that's where you know digital enterprise transformation and AI is a big area of focus for NVIDIA because you know we've built our own supercomputer. We've got Selene, which is the seventh ranked supercomputer in the world. We built it in literally three weeks. And so how can we bring these best practices to the industry to not just enable specific use cases, but enable AI at scale? And I think there's a lot of question marks from the industry about how to actually go about that. And that's, again, where we play this role of an enabler and an educator to the ecosystem. I see. Great, great. So you mentioned a bunch of examples in terms of fintechs and applications of AI or NVIDIA. But if you look back at uh, personally at some some of the fintechs that you worked with, uh, what are the success stories that you're the most proud of? 
Sure. Yeah, there are uh, several to pull from. Uh, one would certainly be Upstart, which is an online lender here in, in the U.S. market. Uh, they're, they've always been at the forefront of using alternative data for underwriting, and we worked very closely with them to help optimize their deep learning uh, models for underwriting. And again, we talked about some of the challenges in, in doing this uh, at the point of, of underwriting, and Upstart was willing to take on that challenge, uh, partner with us and our data scientists uh, and solutions architects to make sure that the, the platform uh, not only uh, was able to create um, you know, repeatable results, but also was able to scale effectively. Uh, so we're really excited about that use case and customer story with, with Upstart because of the, the underwriting uh, use case. Uh, we've also uh, got a great blog on our uh, website, as well as some GTC talks that we've done uh, with NerdWallet, who is leveraging, uh, you know, GPU acceleration to power their recommendation systems. And so NerdWallet, you know, is a U.S.-based uh, fintech uh, that's all about helping consumers uh, get the right information to make better decisions when it comes to new products and financial services. Uh, so that recommendation system use case, again, uh, was a great success story. And then we've also uh, done a lot of work uh, with Square, which is on kind of the uh, more mature side, but certainly uh, a fintech uh, for their conversational AI team. And they have uh, you know, their uh, Square appointments, which is enabling uh, small merchants all across the country uh, to leverage a conversational AI chatbot to schedule appointments. And you know, being able, again, to use the context around the conversation. You know, what does it mean to say in a chatbot that I want to reschedule uh, for you know next Thursday, uh, and you know which Thursday are we talking about, et cetera, and being able to use AI to solve that type of problem and make sure that we're contributing to Square's ability to enable their small merchant community to be successful. Obviously, that's a huge economic engine uh, for the U.S. market, for other markets internationally, and being able to service that ecosystem uh, is you know an exciting uh, partnership for us. So these are just uh, some of the stories. Uh, that you know come to mind uh, that we've been really excited in fintech. There are, are many others, and the, the use cases are, are wide, as you can see from these examples. Great. And on the flip side, I mean, if you look back and would you like to do some things differently or advise some of your partners that, uh, you know, we should have approached that cooperation in a different way, in other words, any lessons learned that you can share as well? Yeah, sure. I think one of the lessons uh, that was really eye-opening for me was in the early days of uh, our partnerships with one of the fintechs, uh, you know, their lead uh, data scientist said, you know, I really didn't understand how to partner with a, a big company like an NVIDIA or like an AWS. And, you know, a lot of fintechs and, and startups, you know, there's so much pride, there's so much sophistication uh, in what they're doing. You know, there's a lot of just focus on, you know, climbing the hill alone, so to speak. And, you know, we're not here to, to take away as a big company from that opportunity, from that innovation. 
we're here to to accelerate and enable it. And you know, it was really kind of great feedback from from this fintech uh, to really hear kind of how their their mentality ha- had changed over time as they got to know you know us, AWS, others in the ecosystem that are that are large institutions, but at our heart, we're very similar. Um, you know. I myself had hesitation about joining a large company, having spent the past, you know, 15 years at, at startups. Uh, but I can tell you that, you know, the the mindset, the mentality, the bias towards innovation and tackling the the most challenging problems, you know, it, it's consistent uh, when it comes to Nvidia and kind of the relationships that we're building with with the fintechs that are out there. Uh, the other piece of kind of learning from from being in this role over a year now, in a partnership context, just making sure that really explicit about you know the key outcomes and KPIs that we want to measure and drive, um, you know, and making sure that it's very balanced. Um, you know, it's all about driving ultimately the customer's success, and if we're partnering with the CSP to drive towards that outcome, making sure that you know we're putting that first and foremost above any personal. Uh, goals or, or desires, and just making sure that everybody's aligned in terms of, again, the KPIs and the success metrics, uh, because ultimately we're all in this to drive success and to sell, to share great customer stories uh, and communicate those to the marketplace so we continue to drive the, the fintech community forward. Cool. Well, g- good to hear. Um, maybe slightly different kind of question. Uh, some people say, well, you know, because we didn't commute this year, we saved a lot of time. The others say, well, we was filled by endless Zoom calls, so we didn't save anything. But let's assume for a second that you did save and you had time to read something today, uh, this year. So what would have been your favorite book uh, that you have read recently and that you would like to recommend to others? Yeah, sure. I uh, love the question. I, I'm going to recommend a book called Never Split Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. And this is a book about negotiating. And mm. Chris Voss was the lead international kidnapping negotiator for the FBI here in the US. And he did this globally. Uh, and it's a really fascinating book about negotiating and really how it has application to every aspect of your life, not just uh, kind of the business side of our lives, but also the personal. We're negotiating every day, uh, particularly when we're in the, the small confines of our, our homes and you know we're negotiating space and uh, quiet time or TV time with kids or you know too much screen time, etc. Uh, so never never split the difference by Chris Voss. He they also have a, a great blog uh, that they've been keeping up, and you know it's all about real life examples and how to use tactical empathy and other techniques to really uh, make sure that you're in a great position to drive towards uh, the outcome that you desire. Right. Well, great. Thank you. I mean, it's been on my long list, to be honest. So nice uh, coincidence. And now I definitely check it out. So uh, to wrap up, I just wanted to hear from you. Where do interested parties find out more about what you do on NVIDIA? What's the best way to get in touch? And uh, maybe recap again, what kind of people are the most welcome or suited to to reach out to you as well? Yeah, sure. Uh, so 
you know, people can certainly go to our website. And if you know, you're a fintech, whether you're just getting started on your journey, uh, if you're you know far along uh, your journey, either one, you know, please uh, feel free to uh, join our inception program. Uh, feel free to reach out to me directly, klevitt, uh, K-L-E-V-I-T-T, at nvidia.com. Certainly uh, find us on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm there as well. Would love to connect. And again, you can be anywhere in your AI journey. Uh, You need a a point of view and a commitment uh, to invest and learn. And then we will be there to, to support and help accelerate your success Uh, and innovation leveraging AI. Great. Well, thank you very much for your time, Kevin, and good luck to NVIDIA. Thank you, Rudy. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com, where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at Happy to hear from you. Thank you.